This episode is brought to you in part by The Table Podcast from the Hendricks Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm Daryl Bach, one of the hosts, and I invite you to join us as we discuss issues of God and culture, which includes anything and everything. Listen on your podcast app or at dts.edu slash the table. This episode is brought to you in part by Zondervan, publisher of Ghosted, an American story. Written and narrated by New York Times best-selling ghostwriter Nancy French and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome back to the Questions and Ethics program with Russell Moore. I'm Philip Bethencourt, and today we're going to talk about the issues that have been coming up lately with Bill Cosby. He's been all over the news because of allegations that have been made about sexual misconduct and issues in his past. And Dr. Moore, I know that you're a big fan of the Cosby Show. I grew up watching it just like you did. We both love the reruns. How should we think about this thing? I mean, do we need to quit watching the reruns? How do we navigate all of the issues that are swirling around Bill Cosby these days? Well, normally I come to these questions in ethics times knowing what it, at least where I'm going to come down on the issue. This time I don't know. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking out loud with you here. So let's just kind of look at what's, what's happening here. I mean, first of all, you have allegations that are being made against Bill Cosby. Normally, if you just have allegations that are being made, I don't put any stock in them because anybody can make any charge or any allegation against uh, against anybody. So something hasn't been proven. They're not eyewitnesses to something. I normally say, let's just not even, uh, let's not participate in uh, in character assassination. But in this case, though, it's not that you have one or two people making an allegation, but you have upward of 20 women making the exact same charge uh, against Bill Cosby over the years. And Cosby himself is saying nothing. He's, he's just being completely silent uh, on this issue. And so for many people, it certainly looks like there's fire where there's smoke, uh, to use the old cliche. I don't know. Uh, but I just know I'm very disturbed by the fact that 20 women are giving very credible testimony uh, that they were raped by Bill Cosby. So I'm heartsick about this uh, for all sorts of reasons. I'm heartsick about the injustice and the sin of it if this is what happened. But also uh, when you're talking about Bill Cosby, because I mean, remember, Bill Cosby is one of the most important pioneers for racial reconciliation in American popular culture that we can even uh, imagine, because he wasn't um, he wasn't the first uh, nationally known African American uh, uh, entertainer, but he was an African American entertainer who broke barriers. He was a leading character in I Spy in the 1960s, at the very time when the country was ripped apart uh, over questions of Jim Crow segregation and uh, the civil rights movement was in in full swing. He was a, a leading character who was transcending all of these boundaries. And then you had a stand-up, and then you had uh, The Cosby Show, which The Cosby Show was something that not only gave 
uh, white America, a picture of African-American life that wasn't uh, stereotyped, that wasn't, uh, that broke all sorts of uh, pre-existing categories that, that a lot of people had. It also was, in and of itself, a family that modeled all of the things that Christians and others have been talking about in terms of stable, intact families. And so you had a family where a mom and dad clearly loved each other. I mean, that, that, that's one of the remarkable things about this family is that the dad wasn't adult. The parents weren't bickering back and forth. This wasn't Archie and Edith. This was a couple who had some of their kids grown, and they had five kids. I mean, when's the last time you've seen that? On, on And it wasn't three and three like the Brady Bunch. They had a large family, a loving family. They had real problems that happened in the family. But the mom and dad still loved each other. I mean, they still... You know, they're on the couch nuzzling and cuddling and, uh, you know, uh, th- those sorts of things. So it, it really pictured all sorts of, of good things uh, about family stability. And so when you, when you hear this and you think, you know, here is this, this man who talked about and wrote about and modeled fatherhood and, and family to see this awful dark side emerging in terms of these allegations. It's disturbing. Now, having said that, we know that sin is present in the world. We know that we live in a fallen world, and we know uh, on the basis of biblical revelation that people can hide behind images and be something different uh, behind closed doors. We, We know that. We ought to know that. And I've said for a long time that we can enjoy art. I can, I can listen to Hank Williams' music without saying that means that I agree with the uh, substance abuse that went on in, in Hank Williams' life. I can watch movies by people who have been serially divorced without endorsing divorce, you know. But this is a little different because it seems to me as though the very things that we love in this show— Cliff Huxtable isn't all that different from Bill Cosby. I mean, Cliff Huxtable really was Bill Cosby in, in a lot of ways, or at least he was the Bill Cosby that we had been that we had been shown, uh, the, the Bill Cosby that we have been given. If these allegations are correct, then it's not just Cliff Huxtable who was a character. Bill Cosby was a made-up fictional character, too. And that's a, I think that's a disturbing thing. So for me, uh, I don't think this is a situation where when you're watching the Cosby Show reruns, it's not like you're paying money to Bill Cosby. So it's not like going to see a stand-up. I wouldn't go see a stand-up right now. It's not that. So I don't think it's a question of whether or not you're continuing to support Bill Cosby if you watch it. I'm a fan of of Woody Allen movies. I really like Woody Allen as a filmmaker, even though I completely disagree with his um, with his worldview. But we have seen Woody Allen in recent years be shown to be, even if you don't accept the allegations made against him, uh, we know that he married his stepdaughter, you know, the daughter that, that he and Mia Farrow had, not stepdaughter, but his, his daughter that they had adopted, that's creepy and predatory. That, that tells you something about him. That doesn't mean that everything that he's ever done is, uh, is somehow implicated by that, but it does mean this is the person we're talking about. And so for me, 
Uh, I don't think it is as much a moral issue about whether or not to watch The Cosby Show as much as it is a psychological issue. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that I'll never watch another Cosby Show rerun because Bill Cosby was one part of that. I mean, there's a, a very talented cast, very talented writers. You, you, you have all that. But I'm just not sure I'm going to be able to see it the same way. So that's not a definitive uh, answer, I know, but I'm just kind of struggling along with this uh, like, like everybody else. Thanks for listening to the Questions and Ethics program. If you have a question you'd like Dr. Moore to answer, email your question to questions at erlc.com. We'll be back again to help you apply the gospel to the pressing questions of our day. This episode was brought to you in part by The Compelled Podcast, which uses gripping, immersive storytelling to bring Christian testimonies to life. Listen to missionaries, addicts, martyrs, and more who have seen Jesus at work in unbelievable ways. Listen on your podcast app or compelledpodcast.com.